Okay, Reds, uh, and hopefully non-Reds, welcome to the Second Yellow Podcast. Uh, this is what happens when a Scouser, a Yank, and a Beard get together. We talk everything football slash soccer related and uh, hate on your favourite player. Plus, there'll be just a little bit of Liverpool bias. All right, with me as always, uh, our resident Yank up in Vermont, DB. Hey, how's it going out there? And uh, as always, all the way from Liverpool, our resident Scouser, Daniel. What's going on? And obviously, uh, myself, Chris, the beard, your host. Uh, okay, guys, uh, let's open up with the Premier League. Um, we're just going to touch on it quickly because we've got so much to talk about in regards to Liverpool. Uh, we've got three teams at the top with three wins, uh, Chelsea, City and United. My pick, City, seem to be uh, hit the ground running. DB, what's your thoughts? Which one of the three do you see making a, a real sting at the title? Uh, I mean, Chelsea looked great, but they still haven't figured everything out. They made two great signings today. Uh, they they look okay, but they're more like uh, they're more signings to for depth. Nothing that's going to change them drastically. Maybe a little bit of Alonso. I don't know. I'm not too convinced by them. Uh, easily solid top four team though. Uh, in terms of City, they haven't really impressed me yet. I mean, Sterling had that game, but it's Sterling. He's inconsistent as hell. Now they lose. Aguero for three matches potentially, and one of them is with United. I have to go, unfortunately, fuck me right, Manchester United is going to win the league. Uh, they just look the most confident in what Jose is asking them to do. They just look like they're on the pitch. There, there hasn't been any like change of system. It looks like they've been playing that system for their entire life. For Ebro, part of it, yeah. So I, I got to go with United. They look the most confident in their game plan. Okay, well, DB's being a traitor. Daniel, what's your thoughts? Uh, well, in regards to City, that was their best performance so far under Pep, by far. Um, I, they were my pick to win the league, and I'm still unchanged. I still think City are going to win the league. They've got all the tools there. Pep's system seems to be flourishing already. Um, Chelsea, Chelsea seems a way more focused on Conte, and Hazard looks to rediscover this form that won them the league a few years back. And um, but today as well, they signed David Luiz. That's a massive signing for them because with Luiz, they can play Conte's f- favorite system, which is a uh, three at the back, and uh, Alonso as well gives them a little bit of cover full back because they loans out Raman to um Schalke, and Aspilicueta and Abanovic are the only full backs they've got. Can I just oh, no, say that's... something? Yeah, go on. Yeah, the David Luiz Chelsea saga is the Ross and Rachel of world football. It's the will they won't they. <laughs> it's the will they won't they. Well, they did. So again, I mean, again, um, we'll see. I mean, we'll today, today's signings. Um, obviously, it's transfer deadline day. Let's just uh, put that out there. So we're we're in the midst of that. But um, yeah, Chelsea have just announced David, David Louise. As you as you mentioned, Conte can play his favorite three of the back system. Uh, Louise can also play very very well in as a defensive midfielder, as we've seen before. So yeah, I mean, Chelsea are always going to be in it. I think United will will have started strong, but they're. They'll fade away. For me, City, they may not look great at the minute, but they're adjusting to Pep's system. And that's the thing. They still have uh, LK Gundogan and Leroy Sané to come into the squad, as well as uh, players like Sinchenko. Um, Nolito seems to have, have slot in there very nicely. I still have them pegged for the title. Daniel, Daniel, do you uh, do you still have uh, City winning it too? Yeah, I've still got City winning the league. Okay. I think we can eliminate Chelsea just because no team has ever won the league playing three at the back. Yeah, and you, now you've just jinxed it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 we all said it prior. We've all said it before, so. Yeah, well, there's the thing. I mean, as um, I mentioned the start, I mean, we've had a pretty tough start, We, you know, in our fixtures, and we'll get to that. But you look at United's first couple of fixtures, they struggled to beat Hull at the weekend. 
they scored in Fergie time, you know? Um, yeah, so, but uh, remember when we scored a draw Fulham, everyone's like, that's title-winning form. Yeah, that's true <laughs> enough. I mean, speaking of the Fergie time thing, actually, I read a stat the other day in regards to uh, goals scored in injury time. Uh, do you know which club in the league has scored the most goals in injury time during the Premier League era? Stoke City. I'm going to say uh, Liverpool. No. It's us, isn't Liverpool it? Liverpool is correct. Yeah, we've, we've scored, I think it was 28, if I remember correctly. And United were uh, fifth in the in that list. I think that kind of dispels the Fergie time thing. But uh, yeah, we've, we've given enough love to United. Uh, let's move on to what we really want to talk about, and that is uh, Liverpool Football Club. Um, let's get straight into it. Let's talk about Spurs. 1-1, guys. What do you reckon? Point gained or two points lost? Daniel? Uh, it's like a draw against Spurs on paper is a good result, but... I can't help but feel disappointed. It feels like two points lost. It's like we dominated the game, but our attackers just failed to take the chances or produce that final ball. We were absurdly wasteful. DB, what do you think? It's a point gained. When you look at the first three fixtures we have, we have four points from three games. Two of the teams are the top our Champions League teams from the Premier League. Um, taking four points from those teams, you, you can't argue with that. And the Burnley was a blip. But I'm glad it was a blip early on, so Klopp knows to kick everyone's ass in training to get them in gear, and he will learn a lot from that going forward into the rest of the, into the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I I agree with the Burnley the Burnley point and it being a blip. I actually when this when the fixtures come out and I heard that we were going to be playing our first couple of fixtures away, I had pegged us for at best a draw at Arsenal, but I I could have seen this going down maybe two 0 to them. I saw a win at Burnley. And I saw possibly a, a win or a draw at Spurs. So, I mean, four points from their those first three games is about right, I think. And and I think a lot of the hatred that's being thrown at the, the, the players after the Burnley game was completely unnecessary. Talk, let's talk about the Spurs game. Yeah, I we think were it, pretty wasteful. We were pretty wasteful. And I think that, that it also points out to the fact that the man of the match was... Uh, NBC gave man of the match to Michel Vorm. Who and what goat do we need to sacrifice to break up Liverpool's backup keeper curse? I mean, really, it is insane. Michel Vorm is a backup keeper at best. Well, what did he do? He beat out Sadio Mane for pace three times. And then we have the most wasteful midfield ever with Adam Lallana. The only reason why he signed with Adam the only reason why he signed with Nivea was for the free hair products. Because he wastes a bottle of shampoo every time he showers. That's how wasteful he is. He's takes endorsements on his needs, but due to his wastefulness. An interesting thing about Lalana was um, apparently he broke the record for most kilometers covered in a game. It was like 12 and a half kilometers ran yeah. in that one game. But um, yeah, Lalana when Alton seems almost absent. Yes. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it's it's. I think it they it was a similar thing in the first half against Arsenal as well. They they were missing, and then all of a sudden. They they just appeared from nowhere. Uh, it's like Klopp only put it. It's like Klopp just wants to play the one man midfield with Jordan Henderson. It's like, hey Hendo, just take care of the entire midfield, and then everyone's getting on Henderson's case because when he has to play the entire midfield himself, pretty much with Wijnaldum and Lalana, only purpose in the team is to crash the box going forward. I saw that like everyone was hyped about how many players we had getting into the box going forward. But when we were on press and Henderson had to cover all the ground himself and make up all the pressing in the midfield, everyone was getting on his case. I mean, he can't do everything. Yeah, I, I had a conversation with someone um, during the week, a little tit for tat about Henderson. And I mean, nobody can deny that the energy the guy has and the amount of running he does. You know, he may not be the slickest with the ball at his feet. He has his moments, as most players do. But, you know, Henderson's a water carrier. He's the guy that gets in people's faces. He, I would much prefer him to Lallana, you know, in that more advanced midfield mm-hmm. role because he's just so much better at it, and, and he's so so good at recycling the ball. Go back to the Suarez season, and I, I sat and watched those thirty-one goals uh, with a friend, with an American friend who isn't really a, a football fan. He's actually a hockey fan, and I was showing him the Luis, Luis Suarez season, and um, and in a lot of those shots. Um, and a lot of the goals, Henderson was the guy recycling the ball. And then other players like Gerard and Suarez and uh, Coutinho and, and Sturridge were picking the ball up after Henderson had won it back. 
So yeah. I, I think this is just a temporary thing with him in there. I think when Emery Chan's uh, a lot fitter, um, he'll drop in there. And I think Stewie is, is really making a, a, a case for himself in that position. So him and Chan will probably do that. But <laughs> And in that defensive thing, let me move on to obviously the new defensive sort of unit. Milner on the left, Matip, Lovren, Klein on the right. We've had no Moreno in three games, but we're still conceding goals. Daniel, what's your thoughts on the on the new defensive unit? Uh, it's almost like Klopp's got all the spare parts and just throwing them together and just hoping that they stick and work well. Um, we're lacking someone to really shield the defence. I mean, I know Henson done pretty decent against Spurs, which was an upgrade from the catastrophic display against Burnley. But um, <laughs> it's just it's it's weird. I don't get why Milner's playing left back when you've got Moreno who's even better. Um, Klein was a bit subject. Yeah. I think a lot, a lot of people gave Moreno flack for um, defending, but I think Klein's been a little bit worse this season. Where is my Klein mob at, everybody? Where is my Klein mob at? I can tell you how, like, how bad has he been at defending lately. He's been so poor. Responsible for at least, maybe, uh, definitely at least one goal. Oxley chamberlain just destroyed him. It's been horrible tracking back, and whenever he gets one-on-one, he's been crap. Where is the Klein mob? The Moreno mob popped up so quick. They had their torches lit prior to the season. They wanted him gone. They wanted a new left back, and they still do. But where's my Klein mob at? Where's the mob going and paying on Klein's store? I don't know what's going on with him this season. Last year, he was our most consistent, almost perfect defensively throughout the season, and great going forward. And this season, it just seems like he's more interested in the name that's in the Pornhub search bar than the name that's on the front of the kit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, w- with the client thing, there, there's a, there's some rumors circulating in the background that have been around for a while. Um, they just haven't been released yet about uh, Nathaniel Klein's extracurricular activities. It appears that uh, Mr. Klein likes to get down in the sexual nature. But, I mean, I, that shouldn't have anything to do with this football. He has nobody pushing him in that position. There's, I mean, we have Conor Randall and Alexander-Arnold. Now, Conor Randall, I think, is heading to Preston on loan. Um, Alexander-Arnold is a youngster coming up, so he's not going to really push Klein to the limit that way. So that probably has a bit of a bearing on what's happening with Klein. But as, and he's also getting used to new people beside him. You know, Joe Matip um, is... Uh, Obviously, new in there, and they have to get to know each other. And well, he the had limits. Lovren on his side for the Arsenal game, and he played with Lovren from for uh, the better part of last year. Yeah, but it's Lovren, so. <laughs> and Southampton as well. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. it was like it's at least a year or two he had alongside Lovren. I think it was a year. I think. Yeah. It's it's weird. I hope it changes because he's so great when he's on. When he's well, he, like, he, he was is so Mr. Consistency. Yeah, he you know, was. I think everybody's still settling. We're only into the third game of the season. You know, if it, if this was happening at Christmas, then I would be worried. But it's the start of the season. We're we're, we're working in a, almost in a new kind of system under Klopp. You know, with this four three three. So it, it's a different kind of system. It's early days. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think we're still good to go. I think one um, thing to um take from the Spurs game is if you look at the Spurs game last season at White Hart Lane when it was Klopp's first game, when he's trying to implement gag and press, and that was the new buzzword, and everyone's on about heavy metal football. The Spurs game last year, our pressing was like everyone running around like um, headless chickens, but against Spurs this time around, it seems like Klopp's philosophy is really getting implemented, and time will tell throughout the season whether it'll work. I hope so. Well, I mean, let's let's get away from the defensive and go with the attack. I mean, we, we had the majority of the game. Obviously, Vorm had a very, very good game against us, but Mane, again, for me, another excellent game. Daniel? Well, Sadio Mane, like, wow. Three games, he's been our best player for all three of them. He's, been, like, the Spurs game, he was everywhere. Whether he was harassing um, Rose or whether he was yeah, getting he was, back. He harassed Danny Rose quite a bit. Uh, DB? I mean, he had to convince me. He convinced me in uh, all the preseason, but then you got to write that off as preseason. But then he goes and what he did against Arsenal and... It's, and then you see the drop off in the level levels of our intensity attacking against Burnley, and then he slopped right back in, and it's just like, man, where have you been all my life, Sadio Mane? And he wasn't even like this when he was at Southampton. He's got something in him, and it must be Klopp and Bubak. 
pushing him to the limit because he is really taking his football to new to new levels. Honestly, oh, I think some players just click. It's like we've seen that in the past four. Like even even like if you go as far as back as Torres, like Torres wasn't like the guy at Atletico and then comes here, just takes the game to another level. Same with Suarez. He seems to have a very good understanding with with uh, Firmino. Firmino had a great game, I think, on Saturday. A lot of the stuff that he did uh, was more about the team than just himself. That obviously, where he he was in the box, uh, most other players would have had the shot. He had the foresight to stop, play a square ball to Coutinho, who really should have scored. And, and I, was, I think I wanted him to shoot there. Honestly, I wanted him to shoot. He's a great finisher. There's no reason for him not to shoot there, especially if he's playing up front. He needs to get a little bit of Daniel Sturridge in him. I know Phil should have finished that, but. Maybe I'm a little biased because he's in my fantasy team and I was a little mad he didn't go for goal. <laughs> but but also the Liverpool fan in me makes me want to shoot, like have him shoot when he's up front. Like, don't play. You're not a 10. You're playing up front for Liverpool Football Club. You should be going at goal. When you're in the box with a one defender and you have the moves you do and the pace, put it in, son. Put it in. Well, I know we know um, we have to say that uh, Daniel actually was shouting about Firmino and that we should have signed him two seasons before we signed him. Um, I had no idea who he was, who he was shouting about, but uh, Daniel also had so much good things to say about the guy. Um, Daniel's like, a resident football hipster. There's not a player he doesn't know about. But yeah, Daniel, do, do you still stick by that? Is Firmino still your man? Oh, 1,000%. What, the best is still yet to come. From We've seen it in glimpses last season, but I think this season he'll really push on, especially under Klopp as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm liking what I'm seeing. And obviously, he's holding both Divock Origi and uh, Daniel Sturridge out of the team at the minute. Um, let's talk about Sturridge for a little sec. Uh, everybody's going on about the interview that he gave and all the stuff that he said that he wasn't happy playing on the right. And then uh, the, the shot that the cameras got off him in the Spurs game. Then he made fun of it on on Instagram. So uh, what are your thoughts on, on the Daniel Sturridge thing, um, DB? I have no thoughts. I mean, he's... If anything, he's just got to get fit. You know, he's got to prove his mobility. He definitely lost a bit of pace off his hip. I remember the days when we first signed him with Phil, and Phil could just slide a pass up like he was sliding into a DM, and uh, Serge would latch onto it and put it in the back of the net. Uh, he did lose a bit of pace. He needs to. But I don't see the like the, the biggest difference of pace between Sturge and Firmino, to be honest. I think Firmino's kind of slow for an attacking player especially for, like, the striker who's supposed to be the uh, spearhead of our press, he is a bit slow. So, that being said, Sturge, I think, just needs to be given some time to really build up all his muscles. I mean, once again, not only was this his hardest, most difficult preseason uh, of his entire career, this is probably his first full preseason in about, I don't know how long, like, four or five years, maybe? Uh, because he was injured the past couple with us, then he had the Olympics with the with the last one he was in Chelsea with, and so I mean he's yeah. it's been a while for him. So yeah, Daniel, uh, what's your thoughts on on the storage saga? I think he needs <laughs> to accept that in the big games he's just not going to start. He's he's not the guy like in Klopp's four three three. He needs a guy who can always press and spearhead the attack, and storage just doesn't do that. There's no, there's no doubt that he can put the ball in the back of the net, you know. Um, it, it's all about his fitness and uh, how he gets in there. I, I saw. Um, I'm not too sure who was saying it, but somebody was talking about uh, Benteke leaving and how he didn't have the the gut to fight for his place and to put that work in. You can take from that what you want. Um, I think with Sturridge, there's probably a a similar thing. He looked pissed off. For me, that makes me happy. If he's pissed off sitting on the sidelines. It makes you, you know, that makes a point that he wants to play football and he wants to play for us. He wants to be on the pitch and scoring goals. So hopefully he'll turn that into work, force his way back into the team. Because even with all the players we have there, he is our best finisher, hands down. Uh, you even, know? Even, I still rate his pressing a lot better too. Uh, yes, Suarez was an amazing presser in pressing the ball, pressing the defenders and everything, but. Sturridge is super intelligent with his uh, defensive work. He knows his movement. He knows where to be. Uh, he And he can compensate for a little bit of uh, less running with his movement um, and his football intelligence. Uh, in terms of 
he just needs to get his pace. He just needs to get it. Remember, he was out for like 10 days of the preseason. And look yeah. how late Origi and Chan uh, also came into that. Uh, so I don't really see that big of a deal because Origi and Chan are most of the time going to be nailed on starters as well. Maybe Origi and Firmino swap out. But there's no reason for Origi not to be starting. And there's no reason for Chan not to be starting except for fitness levels. So if you take in mind the little bit of injury that Sturge has, plus the lack of preseasons he's had in the past four to five years, plus his injury record, plus the fact that he played a lot against the um, a lot against uh, Burian. Um, he played in the Burnley game and he played for a couple of minutes in Spurs, plus all the training. Then he's going off to Hell, aka Camp Sam Allardyce, uh, uh. for England training. Like, why would you start him uh, against Spurs? Why would you play him a lot? with his injury record. Give the guy a break. You know, he's got to get his fitness up. He's got to get uh, learn Klopp's system and everything. He didn't get to play that much under Klopp. He played, like, what, the last quarter where Firmino was there from the get-go for most of it? Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, there's there's so much there. But the thing is, it's a long season, you know, and um, we we have to protect what we have. It's 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 pretty, it's pretty, pretty evident that we're probably not going to sign anybody else. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless something completely out of the blue happens, but uh, I, I doubt it. It's going to mainly be out. Lewis um, for ten million. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. God, I wish. <laughs> let's move on. Um, let's talk about something. Um, I'm really excited about is the new stand. There's been a lot of stuff on social media, a lot of pictures and uh, information been brought out. DB, I know you're headed over to Anfield around the uh, around Christmas time. And you'll be seeing it for the first time. What are you most excited no, for? I've been there before. No, I'm saying you'll be seeing the new stand oh, for the yeah, first time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm excited just to see all the views it has to offer, uh, all the new historical sections they have to offer to really like ingratiate myself with that. Uh, when I was buying tickets, it was really hard for me to go cop versus uh versus new main stand, and it was like, how many times am I gonna get the chance to visit? uh Anfield a new stand at Anfield for the in its first year in its inaugural year so I had to go to the new main stand um it'll be great uh it looks like it's offering fantastic views and also can we just talk about the beverage section <laughs> I am very excited for it while I'm ingratiating myself in a little beverage right now uh, obviously with your uh your boss sauce um we know boom you sauce your great boom beer, sauce Lord Hobo Brewing Company shout out <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, Daniel, you're you're in Liverpool. You get to see it um, for real pretty much every day. What what are you most excited for? Yeah, uh, basically, I'll get the bus into town and I can see the new main stands from like from what looks like a 10, 15-minute walk away and it looks beautiful. And the whole area of Anfield as well is under a redevelopment project. So obviously, um, Liverpool bought a load of houses off the council that were considered derelict and all boarded up. So hopefully, like, that whole area won't be will be like less of an eyesore and um as well when i go to game i normally sit in the main stand as well and what i found is is um limited leg room because if you're a tall gentleman like myself standing at like six foot one my knees are always digging into the back of someone so when we score and everyone jumps up nine times out of ten someone's getting a bruise on the back so you know a little bit extra leg room the small things yeah, I'm a taller guy myself. That's something that would make me very happy. And for me, actually, um, there's a I I noticed a little side story somewhere about the new players entrance. So when the uh, the coach pulls up, they're going to be having um every game or for special games, I think they'll be selecting fifty fans to line the tunnel for the 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 players coming in. For me, that I think that's something that just shows. Um, how FSG are so in tune with the club and what we stand for, and um, and keeping things the Liverpool way, if you will. FSG, um, if you're listening, I'd like to call it dibs on one of those player entrances uh, <laughs> spots for the match I attend. It's calling dibs right now. <laughs> oh, let's 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 um, actually, uh, I'm going to question you on that, DB. Uh, we, myself and Daniel, know why you want to do this. Uh, I'd like you to explain to the listeners why you want to be one of those people. Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> I thought he was going to chime in with it again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just read it. Uh, 
Yeah, because I mean, why wouldn't you? You get to say hi to all the players, and you get to be right next to Karius. I mean, that's a man boner right there. Like, have you seen his hair? He just had. Did you see him? He posted yeah. an Instagram today of him in a hospital bed post surgery, and he still looks gorgeous. Also, I think someone should hand lover in a marriage counseling card. <laughs> Give them a nice referral. Oh. Get his shit together. Maybe he'll play a little better. I mean, he's been okay. Um, he's been getting better. Underclap, but he still he's uh still needs to eliminate some of the distractions in his personal life, kind of like Klein. That whole right yeah. side, yeah, he's he needs to get their shit together. If you're a lawyer out there and you're looking at getting one of them match spots um along the players' tunnel, Nathaniel Klein, he'll give you a, a handsome sum if he's trying to get a um what's it an injunction put out on that little tape that's been rumored about. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> All right, <laughs> this is this has gone down a dark path. I have found a happy thing, and you guys made it dirty. No, let's. I'm gonna bring it back. For me, this this is a, a kind of thing where, as a young lad, I, I played football from from the moment I I could walk, and I I was lucky to play for some some very good local clubs in, in Northern Ireland. But I always wanted to be a ball boy at, at the Liverpool match. I, you know, as a kid watching it on TV and stuff like that, or and even when we we went to games, I always wanted to be down there on the pitch. So this is kind of like a way for those adults that wanted to be ball boys. Um, they might have a chance to get in there and, and, and give a bit of uh, encouragement. We mentioned earlier, uh, today is transfer deadline day. Um, the, the window will be closing in a couple of hours. It doesn't look like we're signing anyone, but um, I actually want to touch on the people going out. My only reason for watching this window today is uh, so that Sacco doesn't leave. But we'll touch on that. Um, this has actually been a good window for people going out. We've made a lot of money. Uh, we've made some really, really good deals. What do you think of our new uh, transfer policies? I like the fact that when we sell someone now, whether it's like a youngster, like, for example, Jordan Ive or Brad Smith, we're selling them. We're putting a buyback clause in. But then yeah. if um, if the club sells them on, we'll get a percentage of that. I think with Ive, it was 20 or 30%. And same Luis Alberto today, who's just left for um, Lazio but yeah I'm, I'm, yeah. A fan, I'm a fan of it I'm amazed it's, it's taken us this long because we've only got a history of getting fisted for our players yeah that's true uh, yeah DB what, what are your thoughts on this new new regime uh, money 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 Sadio money so much money coming into our coffers in the future because the thing about Jordan Ivey he's such a great talent he just needs to get his decision making correct same thing with Brad Smith uh, Brad Smith is kind of like a um, young Australian Moreno. Uh, and if you can get some, but slightly less, or actually a lot less uh, defensive. He, Brad Smith is what everyone who hates Moreno thinks Moreno is. Um, but he's got a great cross on him. So he'll, he'll sell in the future for a good chunk of change and we'll get some good money off them. Uh, you can't, I mean, everyone who's leaving, is anyone arguing with the people who are leaving? Uh, is anyone upset so far? Except for Sacco, but that's not confirmed. It sounds like Sacco might stay. Knock on wood. Knock yeah, on yeah the, wood. Only, the only one I was upset about, mainly for personal reasons, um, was Joe Allen. Same. Um, oh, fuck. I, you know, um, I forgot about Joe Allen. It, it's, 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 it has been... A, I, personally, I think it's been a decent window. I think we've brought on some great players. I mean, a lot of people are complaining that we're not spending millions and the net spend brigade are out in force. I mean... These people, seriously, if, if, if I knew where they all lived, I would, you know, do you remember the end of Jay and Silent Bob where they drove around and just beat up every kid to give them crap? Um, I, I, I would do that because I just want to grab totally some of them. the day, let's be honest. Uh, I, I really want to just grab some people and give them a good shake and say, how can you hate FSG? How can you hate what they've done? You know, it, 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 it's just, uh, it's, it's so frustrating. Um, My only thing with this window is that we haven't bought a midfielder, like an actual midfielder. When all of them, mm, we're we're trying to turn him into this kind of like makeshift, like crash the box midfielder. Lana's definitely not a midfielder. We have Hendo and Chan and Milner, and then we let Joe Allen go, but we don't really bring anyone in, kind of thing, like who can dictate pace in the match, which is Hendo and Chan can kind of do it, but I mean, that's the only thing, like. I was hoping we would bring in, I mean, granted, Shaka hasn't had gone off the best of starts, but I mean, someone of that elk, not like a marquee signing, but just like a boss midfielder. I don't care if it was central defense midfielder, just box to box. 
someone who like we could all just latch onto. Even though I feel like Dodgeville to end for Henderson, uh, I I think we just need a something some more grit in our midfield i think our midfield is too fancy at the moment well, one one player one player that um i know that we're all fans of is william carvalho who i think would have been perfect for us now uh, apparently i read earlier uh, today that west brom had a 21 million bid in for him daniel i mean what, what's your thoughts on 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 the positions that we needed to strengthen have we done enough i see i think we're lacking in depth especially in the fullback areas I mean, left back, we've got Moreno and James Milner's playing there. Really could do with someone pushing Moreno. Same for the other uh, flank as well with Klein. I mean, we've got Connor Randall, who's basically a fat ass bass. He's useless. <laughs> Should be like a, playing for a League One or a League Two team. Then Trent Alexander Arnold, who by trade is a midfielder, but is playing right back. So I think like depth in the defence, and like, like Dan touched on earlier, another midfielder. Whether that's like a deep line playmaker who can break down opposition attacks and start new ones for us, or even like a CDM who can just sit back and shield the defense. I know what Klopp's trying to do though. He's trying to build a team, trying to work with the what he has there, and then um, adopt. I think we'll see more players come in next summer. Uh, but I think you want to see if certain players work out, such as Kevin Stewart, uh, Alberto Moreno. I think you want to see if Henderson's going to work out in that role. Uh, same thing with Lovren. Uh, I don't know his. He has got a weird love for Adam Alana, maybe. Yeah, uh, Adam Alana cut him in on some of that Nivea contract. I don't know. Well, I mean, there's a lot of the frustrations that I have with the 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 FSG out brigade or the Nets band crowd is um, they expect they're expecting success overnight. You know, we're not United. We're not Chelsea. We're not City. We don't go out and spend. You know. We don't try and buy a team, you know. We don't go out and spend 150 million on a player, you know. That... We're not going to be the club that says we're not going to buy it, buy success overnight, and then look like assholes when we sell our soul to Jose Mourinho and Juventus for 145 million euros. Like we're not going to be that team, and I don't want to be that fan who looks like a hypocritical asshole. Yeah, and I get that, and this is the thing: what people don't realize is it took it took um club three or four years at Mainz to get them in a position to get them promoted. It took him three or four years to get Dortmund in a position to get them to, to win in the German League and into the Champions League and things like that. Um, we're in a much better position than, than both of those teams were. Uh, and I think, um, given the time, you know, we're, we're really going to fly. We, we've already proved that even though we've been up and down for the first couple of games, we, we completely dominated Arsenal for a lot of that game. We completely dominated Spurs. You know, yes, we struggled to break down Burnley, but we had 81% of the possession. I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. You know, we just couldn't put the ball in the net. Once we start, it's going to be like the season we had with Suarez. Once that ball starts going in the net, it's not going to stop. I think I think some fans, when they look at Klopp, they look at his last two years at Dortmund and think that's going to be us from the very start. People forget, people forget that with Klopp, with Dortmund, it was a slow build. It took him six years. In total, so I think yeah. fans just need to be patient. I mean, we're not going to go out and spunk 100, 150 million, 180 million like City and Chelsea have on players. Um, just need patience. That's all fans need. Like they, they look at Klopp and they buy into the romance story of how we got Dortmund to the Champions League final and winning the league. And he thinks we, and he, everyone thinks that they can do that with us straight away, but you can't. Well, I, I actually have I actually have a point to make. Everybody's talking about we need a marquee signing. We need a signing that's going to change how the team play. Blah blah blah. Our records well, well up there as a record signing. Sadio Mane has come in and completely changed our attack. Yeah, so, and you know, and, so what? What are they? What are they complaining about? Yeah, and I I agree. I just don't think Sadio Mane, another signing from Southampton, is kind of. <laughs> I think that has a lot to do with it. Is that one? He's a non-European player, and he's never played in, in the Champions League, and he's coming, and it's another player from Southampton. I think that's why the marquee signing does not get attached to Sadio Mane, even though he's playing like a marquee signing for us, uh, and he's having the impact of a marquee signing. Um, like I said, I was always kind of confident in our attack for for the most part, except for maybe against some bogey teams. But I thought you know a system would help that out. Clearly not looking at Burnley without Mane. Uh, 
but you know, it, it it's okay. I think we'll, we'll we'll go on further and everything. Uh, I wasn't too confident on us getting a marquee signing. I think Goto would have been our marquee signing, but we would have paid less for him than we did for Sadio Mane. It's just that he has that golden boy image, if you want to say. And it would have been nice, but I don't think he would have changed our team that much. I think he's an addable Lana who is slightly better at finishing. He's definitely he's a lot better at finishing. Um, whether he does all the defensive work Lana does in terms of pressing would be the change. But we got Firmino in, in the 10 or up front in the false nine. So I think we'll be okay. Okay, so yeah, our next game after the international break, we we obviously our first home game against uh, the champions at Leicester. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to that game, and I think it's going to be a great one. But that that uh, just to talk of the the transfer window. One last note: Mario Balotelli to Nice is confirmed. So I think that'll make a lot of people happy. Into a little section that we call the football face-off. The way this will work, uh, the guys will have 30 seconds to convince me um, of why they're right. And when their time's up, they will hear this sound. I like it. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to open it up with the Keep Loan Sale. Uh, three L's. Uh, Lovren, Lucas, and Lalana. DB, I'm going to let you go first. And your time starts now. My Keep Loan Sale is pretty simple. I will keep Lana, sell Lucas, loan Lovren. Very simple reasons. We already have a buyer lined up for Lucas. Pretty easy. Send him off to Galatasaray. I think everyone was okay with that, except for Klopp. We wanted to keep him around for uh, some reason. Maybe a center back backup, or in case Kevin Suit doesn't work out. But you know what? We have depth at all those positions, uh, especially with Henderson kind of proving the role in the match against Spurs as he can handle the central defensive midfielder like position. That's fine. <laughs> I thought we had more time than that for the no, 30 ones. seconds, man. Um, Son of a bitch. Uh, Daniel, your 30 seconds start now. All right, I'm going to keep Lucas because experience. He's only got a year left on his contract. You can let that run down. I'm going to loan out Dejan Lovren because who on, who on earth is going to buy Dejan Lovren? If you buy Dejan Lovren, I'm going to phone up Samaritans because that is some serious self-harm you're doing. And then I'm going to sell Alana because I think we can get a decent fee for him. How, how much time did I have left? You had six I hours like left. Yes. <laughs> Good arguments made by both there. I'm going to give you an opportunity to fight your corner a little bit more. Uh, DB, um, if you want to give me one sentence. I agree that no one will buy it, Leverin, so let's loan him. And the reason to keep Lana over Lucas is because Lana won us more games last season than Lucas won us games. Okay. Good shot. Uh, Daniel? Who isn't enjoying Lucas and James Pierce fighting all the time? I want to see that going for another year. And are you telling me that if someone offered you $20 million for Adam Lallana, you wouldn't take it? Um, okay, so as far as arguments go, I think I got a side with Daniel on this one. I can't, um, I, I, I can't I think... fight with the Twitterverse fight. I can't fight with that. <laughs> you can't Yeah, that. I mean, that's, that, that, that's one thing. Lucas is so entertaining. Adam Lallana is nothing, that a, nothing but a Nivea spokesman. Um, and, and I think I that's agree. like the one thing I'm going to be so upset about this year. We're not going to have Europe. So like when we have the Europe press conferences and the manager has to bring a player in, he won't bring in Lucas to face <laughs> off against James Pierce in person. I just realized we won't have that. Fuck. Yeah. Hey, you never know. Klopp might do it in the Premier League. But oh. I have to say there, first round goes to Daniel. On to all things. Black State. Down and Daniel scores. All right. Our <laughs> <laughs> okay, our second round. This one. One question, two answers. Uh, you're going to pick a side and argue for it. Our first question is, our new third kit, Bright Yellow Eyesore or Dayglow Masterpiece? Daniel, I'll let you go first. Dayglow Masterpiece? It's striking. It stands out, just like how Liverpool should stand out. We've had worse away kits before and suits. I mean, come on. Who's forgetting <laughs> that cream suit? Come on. And the colour has been described as, it's called Toxic Thunder. How cool is that? Toxic Thunder. I mean, come on. I like it. Yeah, that's not bad. Okay, so uh, DB, I'm guessing you're thinking it's a it's a bright yellow eyesore. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, to talk about the name, first of all, I could call something Mahogany Forest and it would still look like shit, all right? It's not going <laughs> to... A name doesn't change the actual color. And I'd first of all, it. this is a football pitch, not an 80s ski resort. 
That's all I have to say. Get in your hot tub time machine with those kids and get the fuck out of Anfield. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you have you got one thing to say about your, your kit. Daniel? If you want to go for a run in that kit, um, you'll be fine because nobody's going to run you over. You know, stands out. Okay. And uh, DB? That kit looks like I just shotgunned two Red Bulls and I took a piss. <laughs> oh okay okay um yeah both put up good arguments there personally i like the kit as a, as a person i think i like it because it actually matches my 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 new new balance shoes yes dad shoes i love them that green but um actually i'm gonna give the argument to db on this one Yes. Yeah, that 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 Red Bull line just absolutely slayed me. So, yeah, I just thought yeah. of it. I'm so stoked. Yeah. So uh, second round goes to DB. Still danger. Henderson shot blocked. He gets another opportunity and takes it in style. Do you know? What, do you know what the kit reminds me of? Does anyone remember The Simpsons where um, Homer was yeah. walk out at the nuclear plant and he had that green little thing that was stuck yeah, in oh, it. Yeah, yeah. That's the colour it reminds me of. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So into our, our, our last question for this round. And um, this one re- regards one of our players. Um, so I want you to argue either point here. Jewel Matip, footballing Rolls-Royce or footballing Ford Focus? Uh, Daniel, I'll let you go first. I'm saying Joel Matip is a footballing Ford Focus. He's steady, he's reliable and robust, like a Ford Focus. He looks like a Rolls-Royce defender, but we got him for a Ford Focus price. I don't think he's a Rolls-Royce footballer yet, but if you get a good insurance policy, which is cheaper to Ford Focus, in the form of a great CDM shield, shielding him, you pair him with Sacco, then in time we'll see him evolve into that Rolls-Royce footballer. I like it. All right. Um, okay, DB? I'm totally okay with him being a Rolls-Royce defender. Rolls-Royce has experience in making great uh, cars. And let's just say the cars are performances. And guess how many performance he has? He has 300-plus caps for Shaka. And how many caps in the Champions League? He is a boss defender. I hate to say this and bring it back up again, but he looks like a real Ferdinand reincarnate. But get the guy into the gym on the Divacarigi diet. That man needs a Big Mac and a tub of whey. I like it. <laughs> Okay, I don't know if you were really arguing for him or against him there, DB. Um, but um... he's great. He just needs me. That's all. Just... Okay, so I'm going to give you one more um, opportunity to fight your corner, DB. You've got one shot. Convince me he's a Rolls Royce. For how many defenders who had horrible debuts that went on later to be great with him having such a great Premier League debut? How can you argue that he's not a Rolls Royce? If I if I were to give you a Rolls Royce for free, Daniel, would you turn it down because I gave it to you for free? No, it's still a Rolls Royce. Doesn't matter the price. Okay, Daniel, uh, footballing Ford Focus. I think there's no more points to be made about him being a being a Ford Focus. In time, he'll develop into into a Rolls Royce. But again, he just needs an insurance policy in front of him and a great partner in Sacco. Right. Okay. Um, so the arguments there. I think um, Daniel, you kind of flaked a bit at the end. I, I I have to give that point to DB. Everybody will take a Rolls Royce for free. Still danger. Henderson shot blocked. He gets another opportunity and takes it in style. So we're into the speed round. Uh, I'm going to name some uh, players where I think we need to get a little better in the in the in the club. So these are players I would have picked out in my fantasy if I, if we could spend on anybody. Uh, in the defence, I'm going to start with left backs, and the two players I'm going to go with. Ricardo Rodriguez and Jonas Hector. Rodriguez. Hector. All right. Uh, Daniel, you get in there first. Uh, tell me why Rodriguez. Experienced international. He's got over half a dozen caps for Switzerland. Amazing going forward. His set pieces are real. And set pieces is one of the few things Liverpool really lack in. Um, he's amazing going back. Amazing going forward. He's like the model fullback. He's almost a little bit like Roberto Carlos, only a little bit slower. I like it. More technical. All right. Fair enough. Uh, DB, why uh, Jonas Hector? Super easy. One, he's a World Cup winning left back. All right. He's also a German international and he speaks German. So guess 
Oh, Klopp is famous for his touchline antics. Guess who's the closest person to the touchline for half of the game? The left back. So he can uh, easily distribute uh, news and Klopp's uh, directions onto the pitch very easily without any translation problems. I like it. All right. Okay. So I want a one word answer. Okay. So um, one word. Well, you've got one word on why we should sign either of those two players. Okay. Uh, Daniel, one word. Set pieces. Also, people in Switzerland speak German as well. <laughs> All right. Um, DB, since he took a little bit more than one word, um, I'll give you one word and a reason why. I just need one word. Yeah. Or I'll take two words. Yeah. Hector's for Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't believe you would go so low as to bring Harambe into this. So uh, the point has to go to Daniel. On to all things. Black State. Down. Okay, uh, in the midfield, I've got two players for you to choose from. Jimmy O'Hara, Charlie Adam. Charlie Adam. Fuck! Oh, DB, why Charlie Adam? Hold on. Let me wrap my brain around this for a second. I can't believe I just did that. Uh, Okay, so like I said earlier, we're lacking uh, a scary midfielder. Uh, what is scarier than Charlie Adams' face and smile? Also, uh, in the previous speed, in the defensive one, he said that we're lacking a set piece taker. Charlie had a, Charlie Adam has a hell of a boot on him. Let him put it in the back of the net. All right, that's why we need Charlie Adam back in our midfield. I like it. <laughs> All right, and uh, Daniel, why uh, Jimmy O'Hara? Seeing Charlie Adam back at Anfield would induce PTSD. And have you seen Jimmy O'Hara's wife, Danielle Lloyd? I would rather see Danielle Lloyd. And Anfield and Charlie Adam, be honest. I like it. <laughs> All right, yeah, good arguments. DB, you've got one word to convince me for Charlie Adam. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Daniel, one word for Jimmy O'Hara. Wag. <laughs> All right, um, yeah, I mean, I never really found Daniel that attractive. Charlie Adam is extremely scary looking, uh, and he has a hell of a left foot. So uh, I'm going to give the point to DB. Still danger. Henderson shot blocked. He gets another opportunity and takes it. Oh, one one in the speed round. Okay. So our forwards. I've got two players that used to play for us. Let's see you fight for these boys. Andre Voronin, Iago Aspas. As no, no. Oh, you already no. come in. Oh. DB, Aspas, convince me why we should we should bring him back. Why do I suck at this? Um, <laughs> just shouldn't even say anything. Uh, all right, uh, we should give Iago Aspas uh, a second chance because look how great he's he's been on uh, Celta Vigo so far. He scored a couple hat tricks. He's been on fire, and with Klopp's system, I think he'll really be able to manage him, especially uh, with all his pressing and whatnot. And you know what? Klopp will be smarter than Brendan Rodgers. To make sure he doesn't take a corner kick anymore, especially in a trophy-winning situation. I like it. All right, uh, Daniel, Andre Vernon. Look at that ponytail. I mean, come on, we go on about Carries' hair. Look at that ponytail. But no, seriously, Vernon's a fair season veteran. Knows where the net is. That's all I've got for Andre Vernon. I like it. <laughs> Pretty weak. Um, okay, so I'm going to give you both a chance for one word um, to fight your corner. Uh, Daniel, one word for Andre Vornan. Screamer. All right. <laughs> that Lazio right. friendly, that three-season game when he scored the 90th minute. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, DB, Iago Aspas. Aladdin? <laughs> what? Please, Iago's you... the name of the parrot in Aladdin. That's all I got for Iago Aspas. <laughs> I All thought right. you, I I thought you meant if you had a genie's lamp and you rubbed it, you'd wish we could have him back. Oh God, no! <laughs> well, uh, seeing as seeing as Daniel is 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 just basically handing you the win on this last one, even giving you answers and stuff, I have to give you the point. So uh, yeah, DB wins the speed round, uh, making him today's overall winner. Still danger. Henderson shot blocked. He gets another opportunity and takes it in style. There can be no uh, there can be no accusations of cheating this time. <laughs> yeah, like trying to ask us about the freaking kit that matches your shoes. 
<laughs> I had to pull a rabbit out of my hat for that one. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So just to, to round things up, we're going to talk about our fantasy league teams. We have a little league going. If you want to join us, go to our Instagram, which is uh, Second Yellow Podcast. Um, you'll see the little code. You can join us. Uh, we're also the Second Yellow Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. And even if you want to send us a little line, you can email us at uh, Second Yellow Podcast. That's that's the number two and the Second Yellow Podcast uh, at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any questions for myself, uh, Daniel, or DB. Okay, guys, uh, Fantasy League. I'm sitting bottom. I'm going full kit wanker the way it sits. I say it's a marathon, not a sprint. So it's early days. Um, how are you getting on with your Fantasy League? The guy who says league? it's a marathon, not a sprint, also uses Wildcard already. Just yeah. saying. Oh, hell yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest mistake of my life. <laughs> it really is. Four choices, my friend. I can't wait to see you with those boots on a nice slab of concrete. Yeah, it's never going to happen. That's going to be Kieran. Yeah, I mean, I, I took, uh, I, I had Aguero on my team. I took him out this week because of the elbow incident and I replaced him with Diego Costa. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's going to be a, a big loss for a lot of people. Who you'll have to take out next week for yeah. Costa getting suspended. Yeah, I, I have a thing for strikers that get suspended all the time. Uh, yeah, so I'm up top, or I'm in second place uh, behind Daniel. Uh, I'm at 140 points, uh, but I won the week with 39 points overall. Uh, top scorer, shout out to Alexis Sanchez. You dirty Sanchez, you. (laughs) 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 Oh, that one got me. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Hold on, let me just settle down. (laughs) We got to go, we got to go. I know, all right. Okay, uh, Daniel, yeah, your fantasy team. Uh, you're sitting top of our little league at the minute. Yeah, I'm sitting top of the league. I got 31 points this week. My top point scorers, it's a tie between Ben Foster and Luke Shaw. Um, obviously, Aguero's obviously going to get suspended, sadly, which means I have to put him on my bench. But my team's looking Foster, Stones, Shaw, Van Dyke, Firmino, Lamella, Hazard, Capoue, Rondon, Ibra. And then I have to take Aguero out, so it's going to be either Hoiberg, Friend, or Smith to replace him. You little traitor. It's Ebra. Come on. It's Ebra. It's Ebra. Right, uh, cool. Whatever. We'll see who's winning next week. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we'll round it off there. Um, we'll be back again after the Leicester game. Thank you to my resident Yank, DB. Adios, suckers. And big thank you to the Scouser, Daniel. You're welcome. And uh, from me, Chris, the beard, signing off, and uh, you'll never walk alone. Yeah.